0: Hello, thank you for joining me. You're listening to the Profitable Content Marketing Show. Today, we talk about how to transition from being a face-to-face service provider or coach into offering the same service with a few tweaks online. The first thing you need to do if you want to move your business completely online Is definitely have a good look at the business you have offline and what is working really well for you there now not all the things you're doing offline are going to work online and some things are going to need quite a few changes but it's all in hand and i'm going to walk you through the process of looking at your business so the first thing you need to do is look at your audience your audience being your clients people who are really buying from you people who are interested perhaps, people who follow you online. These are all people that can help you kickstart your online business, especially if it's closely connected to the business you have offline. Now, I know um, that a lot of consultants and coaches come across problems when moving their business offline to online. The first problem I hear a lot about is usually pricing. Local pricing may be lower due to perceptions so a lot of people feel like they cannot really put their prices up to international levels or you know sort of average online levels because the people that are already in their orbit that are already their audience that are already their clients are going to have a problem with this and this is perfectly understandable this is something I went through I think a lot of people who come from countries where perhaps the standard of living and the wages are not as high as they are in the US or in the UK or, you know, um, larger countries, then of course we have a little bit of a disconnect and we may not be very sure about how to price and how to do this transition. The way I did it was very simple. I started off by putting up my prices to what I thought was, you know, the bare minimum to be taken seriously. This is something we really need to keep in mind. So you need to have a look at what people are charging online, and make sure that you are at least charging average prices. Because when people see that you are charging too little, they're going to find it hard to take you seriously and also to believe that you can deliver what you say you're offering. And this is going to make it harder for you to kickstart your business. So the first thing you need to do is make sure that when you speak to somebody online, you make sure that your prices are in line with your competitors. Now this might, you know, maybe jeopardize your current relationships. And this is a worry I hear a lot about. Now, what you can do is in the transition phase, there's always gonna be a a pivot, a a place where you still have your offline clients and you still have people coming to your business offline. You also have people coming to your business online. And in this case, what you do is very simple. Keep your prices off your website, Make sure that local people get local prices, people who are already your clients, and then slowly put your prices up to be in line with your international prices. Um, It probably took me about two years, maybe a little less, maybe about 18 months to bring my local prices up in line with my international prices. So, the first thing you need to do is make sure that when you speak to somebody online, you make sure that your prices are in line with your competitors but then again picking your pricing begs for more questions so like we said the first thing is going to be to analyze your audience you do need to be competitive with your prices and you do need to make sure that you're not so cheap that people think what's the catch here but you also need to make sure that you are servicing a part of your audience online that is profitable so, a way to do this could be to look at your offline clients and see which ones are more profitable. And of course, which ones you're giving more value to. Um, let me give you an example. For instance, if I help, okay, I help people get more leads from their blog. Of course, um, if I'm dealing with, let's say, coaches that are just starting out and maybe just have one hour or two hour packages and they're just beginning to literally train up. Um, of course, you know ten leads might be worth two thousand euros to them, or two thousand dollars. However, if I am working with coaches who are already established and have you know their three, four, five k packages, then you know those ten leads are worth potentially even fifty thousand dollars. So obviously, there's a very big difference to what it's worth to your clients. When you're pivoting, it's important to think like this, because you want to pivot to the most profitable part of your business, because this will allow you to make it more sustainable, more enjoyable. And of course, in the beginning, when you're going to need more leads, because you're still learning how to close that business and how to, you know, land these clients, you still kind of can make ends meet. Because when you do land a project, it's going to be a high value project. So, after you've analysed your audience to actually understand which ones you're giving more value to. So, which ones would be very happy to pay, you know, your new prices. You also have to look at the potential niches that are within this kind of pool of people. So, you're going to find that maybe there is a pattern here. Maybe the people that are more profitable to you are a particular type of client. Maybe they come from a specific industry. Maybe they're of a particular age, you know, maybe if you're a coach and you deal with women in general, you might find that people who are 45 plus, they tend to buy your long-term packages and, you know, they're, they're willing to pay more because it's worth more to them. So have a bit of a think. Um, this also counts for people who sell services like design or VAs. You know, think of those clients where they have money, but they don't really have the time. So, you need to design a package that is really valuable for them because, of course, um, their time is priceless. So, you need to make sure that you're designing a service, you're designing a package that really allows you to, you know, maybe get set up quickly, to prove your worth, um, to start allowing them to actually see the benefits really quickly. And then maybe, you know, go also for long term packages. You know, this is one thing. um, When I moved online, I was still doing um agency work i still do a little bit of that so you know for the vip clients these days i don't do 1 2 or 3 month packages it's only 6 or 12 months and actually mostly 12 month packages because what this does is it puts me in a position to really prove myself i can give so much value in 12 months and it makes it worth a good five figure package so you know think this way and you'll also need f- fewer clients to actually grow your business and be in a position to shift it and be flexible. The next thing you need to do after you have picked your niche based on you know all these little things you found out about your clients the next thing is to research online. You want to research online and this is something that may be a bit counterintuitive but what you're going to come across is that you're going to find competitors and the first thing that it's going to bring up is a feeling of dread oh my goodness there are so many people doing this and there are already people out there that have you know really nicely set up websites and packages and you know they're really doing a good job of it already but don't worry the fact that you find people and competitors in the niche means that there is actually money in it and it's really worth pursuing so don't let it put you off so it's one thing if you have a hundred competitors now Picking an industry where there are 100 competitors that are really strong in your niche is not going to be a good idea. But I've never seen that happen. So if there are one or two strong competitors in a niche, that's perfectly fine. That's healthy competition. There are other people trying the niche and it's perfectly fine. Another another interesting idea, um, which I believe came from the Ask Method, that's right, from Ryan Levesque. He says, go to YouTube and Google your niche and make sure that you find a lot of content and a lot of results about it. Because if a lot of people are creating content for it, then there is a demand for it. So, you know, that's another way of checking. Once you really know what the next best step is, or maybe you have a list of what the next best steps might be, maybe you want to try different packages, it's perfectly fine. You know, experimenting and testing is going to be a very important part of online business. So once you have all these options in front of you and you know more or less how you want the niche, you need to have a good look at your site, and you need to realign your website or create another one. And so what I mean is, you need to kind of focus it in. So if you've picked a niche, let's say you were a designer, and now you are specifically going to focus only on doing logo identities for online entrepreneurs or female online entrepreneurs. So now you have to go to your website and you have to remove anything that is not connected with that one thing. Now, of course, you might come across the problem that you still have your offline clients and you're doing a lot of other stuff for them. In that case, you may want to just create another website and slowly transition from taking traffic to one to focusing on the other. Now, of course, if you want to build an online business, what I suggest is that you leave the old one static and start putting effort and creating content for the new one. The next thing is to think of your promotions. So what you want to do is you want to start promoting only your online services. In order to start pivoting, you have to kind of abandon the old business and start working on the new. And when it comes to marketing, especially online, you can really confuse your audience. So you've got to make sure that you have one message and this one message is going to promote your new online service offering. The great thing is that it's actually quite difficult to kill an offline business that was working. So people will keep referring you. You will keep getting offline business. And maybe there are other ways like networking events and, you know, other things you can attend as your old business to keep business coming in while you transition in the online. But also you want to make sure that there is only one message on your social media platforms that you take them to your new website, so your new online services. Everything is going to be directed to them and that you also have one call to action, which is probably going to be to book calls with you. Um, If you sell a service, it's always better in the beginning to get people to book a call with you because you want to listen to them. You want to hear what their objections might be to buy your service. You want to kind of understand how they're evaluating your service. And going from offline to online means Going from people whose background you really know, because, you know, you you live in that environment, to actually getting people from all over the world. So getting people from lots of different, you know, cultures and time zones. So you really need to start understanding what the commonalities are and what are the things that they expect from you, how they are perceiving the, the website, how they are perceiving your offering. And these are all things that are gonna help you really improve step by step. The next thing you're going to need is then to have everything in hand for these calls. You need to have your price lists. You need to have a way of getting paid, which is going to be your payment links, whether you use PayPal or Stripe or maybe something a little bit fancier. Don't have to be super clear about the onboarding process. Just sort of know the main steps, because then, of course, once you get your first online client, you can explain to them what's going to happen And then you go and sort of go into the nitty gritty details once it actually happens. You'll also need to sort of work out the logistics of what happens when they don't buy. Um, What follow up emails do you send? How do you follow up? Do you connect with them on WhatsApp? Do you just send an email? Uh, Do you connect with them on Facebook, perhaps? You know, so have a little think about these things and make sure you're all set up to deal with them. And then, of course, if you want to build your online business, it's important that You start focusing on social media, but also on search engine traffic. These two types of traffic are very important. So the first thing you need to do is once you have your website, you start creating valuable content, whether it's video first and then blog or blog first. um, And then, you know, you want to just do video later on. It's perfectly fine. As long as you have the written word so far, it's the best thing to get organic traffic from search engines. And what's going to happen is you're going to start getting leads from search engines by keeping your blog going, putting content there consistently. And this is how people start actually finding you online. This is how you start getting your first leads. You also start getting your first leads by then sharing these blog posts on social media, maybe breaking them down into, you know, breaking one blog post into different social media posts and getting attention and getting people to DM you, you know. So these are going to be the first ways. So in the long run, what you will see is that search engine traffic um, will increase. The social media traffic will increase. um, But in the long run, you can expect that actually the search engine traffic will be a lot more than your social media traffic. And of course, um, if you have a little bit of a budget, you can also boost through social media or you can use Google ads. So you can always sort of speed up uh, the way your leads are coming in. But doing the organic work is very important because that's how you find out what topics and what kind of what kind of posts, what kind of information is actually turning into those discovery calls. And that is what you want to do, because when you sell a service, what you want to do is get people on a call, because ultimately, you know, people are people. It's the face to face that sells. and online face to face is the call. You know, you want to get people on that call. And that is how you close the sale. If you haven't listened to the previous episode, um, I highly suggest that if you want to know also how to close the call, um, the episode before this one with Phil Jones, and that goes into the details of how to actually sell on those calls. So if you're interested in that, make sure you listen to it. But also, uh, if you want to sort out the logistics, I also have another resource for you. So you can go to stephaniefittaini.com slash podcast And you're going to find in the show notes, I will put a link in there. You will find a link to my online business bootcamp, which is basically my training, which I created to help people um, during the early days of the pandemic to actually go from offline to online really quickly. And what the training shows you is simply the tools you need to have everything in order to be able to take those calls, take the sale, close it. And, you know, start moving your business completely online. So it's basically about setting up all the different things that you need. And I'm currently running a special offer on this. Um, so if you're interested, you know, it's, it's, it's currently going for less than $50 because it's discounted. So I highly recommend that you go to the show notes and check it out. And of course, once you've done that, um, feel free to get back to me and let me know how it went and what you thought of it that's all I had for you today thank you very much for joining me and I will see you in the next episode thank you for listening to the profitable content marketing show did you enjoy this episode if you did please share it with friends and colleagues and anyone you think is going to find this useful if you'd like to give me some feedback or a question leave a review on iTunes or a comment on the YouTube channel Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app or YouTube. Whatever you do, make sure you don't miss the next episode because we have more juicy content coming your way. See you in the next episode.